What's up, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Over Chatter podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Wimp, and if you haven't yet done it, I ask that you please go onto the platform that you're listening to right now and rate and review the podcast. I'm trying to get it to flow naturally to other people that like personal development, and your rating and review is what's going to do that. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's at the Mind Over Chatter podcast one. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you the three skills that you need in order to be successful. Take out your pen and paper. It's going to be a good one. Let's go. All right, and we are back at it. So today is going to be a really good episode. I'm really excited for it. We're going to go over the top three skills that you absolutely have to have in order to be successful. It's something that all of our greatest leaders, influencers, human rights activists, business professionals, they all have these skills in common. And sure, things like upbringing and education and family history, personal connections, all of those things also play a role in being successful. But I believe the three skills we're going to talk about today are what makes a solid foundation in order for you to be successful. None of these skills are going to cost money, but they are going to require you to spend your time and your effort. They don't happen by luck, but they're only mastered over time. So let's get into it. The first skill I have for you is to be able to define success to you. For example, I want you to think about somebody that you consider successful. It doesn't have to be somebody you know. Um, I always think of Matthew McConaughey whenever I think of famous people. You could be thinking of Joe Rogan, Robin Roberts, Serena Williams, or somebody like Steve Jobs. We look at those people and we think, that's what success is supposed to look like. Or we look at someone famous, right? We look at somebody who has a seven-figure bank account, um, a large media popularity, a massive following, or somebody that has changed the world. And when we look at those people, it can be very hard to come back to the person in the mirror and tell ourselves that we can also be successful. But that's not it. Your success should not be based on or compared to somebody else's. It's something you determine. Only you set the boundaries for. So you're in charge of defining it. I want you to define what success means to you. I remember when I was in college, I was doing life coaching and we had to pick one word that we wanted to be. And mine was success. And ironically, my teacher at the time made me dive into that and say, okay, yeah, I get that. But what does that mean to you? And at the time, I just thought successful meant I made it. But everybody's version of I made it is different, right? So is success to you having a specific amount of money in the bank or a status at your job, a promotion? Maybe you think it's this elusive finish line that might not even exist, but we're all working for it because that's what we were taught. Maybe you think it's having things other people want. Or you see success as a solid marriage and a great relationship with your kids. It's going to be different than mine. It's going to be different than your partner's. It's going to be different than your child's or your parents. Because everybody's definition is different. And no matter what that definition is, it's got to be specific. Too many people jump on the bandwagon idea that success is just defined by how much money you make and the status of people around you. But we know that's not true because if you look at some of the most influential and powerful people on the entire planet... They all define success differently. Warren Buffett said success is measured by how many people love you. Barack Obama, he said success is about the difference you make in other people's lives. Winston Churchill said success is going from failure to failure without losing any enthusiasm. Stephen Covey, he said if you carefully consider what you want to be said about you at your funeral, that's your definition of success. 
So even the wealthiest and most powerful people on the planet all defined success without using the words money, power, status, reputation, things, titles, or network. It's because being successful isn't about those things. We've created this narrative in our heads based on our perception of someone else's life. And because we see them as successful, we automatically think, okay, that's what it takes to be successful, to then compare ourselves to, to know if we're successful. And here's a tip about defining success. It might change over time because if you're 18, your version of success might be to graduate college or to get a really cool job that you don't have to go into an office and you can wear sweatshirt and sweatpants all day long. But then when you're 28, 30 years old, your version of success could be a solid marriage and a great relationship with your kids. And then when you're 45 or 50, your version of success could be having enough to retire or getting a certain position at a company that you work for or hitting your tenure. And then when you're 65 or 70, your version of success might be your health to stay healthy for your grandkids and be able to go on trips and feel like you're healthy mentally, emotionally, physically. So over your life, these versions of success are going to change. And there's no time limit on how long it has to exist or if it has to change. There are so many pockets of what we can be successful at that we make this mistake of taking our whole life from birth to death and saying, okay, was it a successful one? And that's never going to work because we all fail multiple, multiple times throughout that journey. And so what we need to stop doing is just considering the life as a whole and saying, yep, that was successful or nope, he wasn't successful or he's going to be successful. Everything is different. You can be successful at a sport, but not be successful in business or, or vice versa. Everybody's path and everybody's definition is going to be different. The second skill that you absolutely have to know how to do in order to be successful is you have got to know how to make a decision. And here's the thing with decisions. I think that we never learned how to make a decision. We never learned what it felt like to take in the process it entails to make a decision. And if you think about it, from birth to like 16 years old, anywhere you were going to be was already decided because you didn't have your license. And so where you were going to go, who was going to go with you, when you were going to be there, it was pretty much predetermined. You kind of just showed up. And then when you get your license, you're in what, high school? So that class schedule is handed to you. Here's your math, science, history, and then PE, and then you're doing this. It's all given to you. You just kind of have to go and get the grades. And then whenever you get into college, your college schedule per your advisor, sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong, but here you are. Go take these classes per semester. I've mapped your whole, at Louisville, they called it a flight plan. Here's your whole flight plan. Just go to class and get the grades. And then when you're getting out of college, you might get an internship right? If you get an internship that's usually set up through the school for you, right? They give you this list of here's the companies we partner with for internships based on your major. Here's the one you're going to do. Go get your credit hours. And then you might end up working there. Or even if you don't, you might get another job. And then here's your task. Here's what to do at the end of the week. Here's how to get your boss's approval. It's all really kind of there offered to us in a way. And I think because of that, we never learned how to stop, think about the decision that we're going to make, what goes into it, what is the effect going to be, and then 
make an educated decision. And you may not go through that whole process for every little decision you make, but I'm talking about the decisions that are not like, hey, what's for dinner? I don't know. Should we cook or should we order? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the decisions that have a direct effect on your life. The decision to actually get up on time for work. The decision to actually leave on time for work. The decision to start your workout plan tomorrow or the decision to actually look for a job because you're unhappy at the one you work at. Those type of decisions deserve the attention that it involves to make an educated decision. Now, the cool thing is there's no really right or wrong decision. It's just your decision. If you decide to leave a job and do something else, that's on you. That's what you want to do. Or staying at a job when there's multiple offers coming your way. That's also a decision that you're making. That requires the effort of looking at everything it involves, who it's going to affect, what it means for everybody, and then you make a decision. But some of us just don't know how to do that. And something as simple as where do we eat for dinner can make you anxious. It can literally make you feel anxious in your body that you don't know where you're going to eat dinner. And some of y'all are out there not knowing how to pick what's for dinner, but you want to make million dollar decisions. You want to make million dollar deals, but you can't decide what shoes to wear with your outfit for work, so you're late. But if you're like me, you're asking yourself, why is it so hard to make some of these small decisions that could make my life easier? And when you think about it like that, it's like we all have this really bad habit of hesitating in that moment. We have an idea at work that makes sense to us, but we hesitate and we don't raise our hand. Or we hesitate when we know we should save some money, but we end up spending it on things that really don't matter. And when we shouldn't wake up and hit the snooze button, we do it every morning. It's because when we hesitate, that sends a signal to our brain that wakes up and says, this is danger or this is uncomfortable. So when we sit in that moment, that's why sometimes people say, it's so hard to make this decision. It's because you're in that moment fighting with your brain on, is this worth being uncomfortable? Or... Does this involve a considerable amount of danger? But the reason we feel like all of this is what's holding us back is because in reality, everything we want to achieve and how we want to be successful will be uncomfortable. Your version of success, my version of success, that comes with incredible uncertainty. And you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable for that to happen. So I'm going to give you two things you can realize that can really help you start to make better decisions. The first thing is you are one decision away from a completely different life. Seriously, you are. You're one decision away from a different job, a different marriage, a different relationship, a different income, a different house, a different area, everything. All of that can change or start to change by your decision making. The second thing is you will never feel like making those hard decisions ever. You'll never feel like getting up and thinking, okay, today I'm going to get really uncomfortable in some danger and be very uncertain and have to make a decision. That doesn't happen. So stop waiting until you feel like it and just do it. Stop contemplating what you're going to do and just do it. Stop thinking about saving an extra $500 this month and just do it. Stop thinking about starting to eat healthy and just do it. Because once you get familiar with how it feels to make that decision, everyone after that gets easier. But you have to become familiar with that moment where you're saying, okay, 
I can go this way or I can go that way. This way supports my overall vision of success and will get me there faster. But that way is just so comfortable that I can't stop thinking about just doing that. It's like the first time you get up and you don't hit snooze. That's the hardest day because the next day you get up and you look at your alarm and you think, I did it yesterday. I can do it today. Or I did it yesterday. I'm that much closer to doing it today. I'm not going to hit snooze. I'm just going to get up and get ready. And so every day after that, it gets a little bit easier to make that decision. And in life, hitting the snooze button a couple times is not the end of the world. But it's when you hit the snooze button in every aspect of your life without knowing it, that's the problem. It's when you start hitting that snooze and you start to check out. You check out of all these little tiny decisions that could get you closer to where you want to be in life, but because you're so used to making the decision to stay comfortable, that's what you do in all these other areas. And if all those other areas were to change to the positive decision making, just like not hitting the snooze, all together, that moves you closer to your version of success. Because if you don't do that, what happens is you make these snooze decisions for a month, two months, six months, a year, two years, four years, and now you wake up and you're thinking, four years ago, I would have never made a decision like this. I would have never been a binge eater on fast food. I would have never drank every night through the week. I would have never given up going to the gym. I would have never spent that much money on something I really didn't care about having. That's what happens when you just make that snooze decision every time. So the important part is realizing that you're never going to want to do it and you're one decision away from changing it. I mean, think about people like Warren Buffett, Steve Jobs, Dr. Dre, Jeff Bezos, right? We all see them and we're like, wow, I want to be that successful. Well, you know what those people do? They don't have a habit of hesitating. They trust themselves and they make a decision. So on to the last one. The third skill we're going to go over today that you need to be successful is to be self-aware. So who are you? No, really, who are you? What do you believe? What sets you off? What motivates you? What makes you sad? Why do you feel that way? Can you answer those questions? Look, being self-aware is the single most important skill you can adapt because there are two types of people in this world, people who are self-aware and people who are not. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. We all know of a situation or somebody we know, something will happen and you're thinking, how are you not self-aware enough to know that that's not okay? Or something will happen and you're thinking, how are you not aware of how you smell or how you sound or what that comment means to other people, right? There was an article published in the Harvard Business Review that said, when we see ourselves clearly, we are more confident, we're more creative, we make better decisions, we build stronger relationships, and we communicate more effectively. We're also less likely to lie, cheat, and steal. That sounds pretty good to me. Please hear me when I say this. Being self-aware is the ability to tune into your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. It's about recognizing how you act and what you say affects other people as much as it affects you. This one is so important because if you plan on having any kind of success, that requires you to actively work on both seeing yourself clearly and getting feedback to understand how others see you. 
We all know someone who lacks self-awareness, or maybe you're someone who could benefit from focusing on your self-awareness. You might see yourself as someone who's on time, but in reality, you're late to everything. You might see yourself as a great listener, but no one's coming to you to feel heard. Or you might see yourself as confident, but if someone questions your outfit, you immediately change. So I'm going to run through the three parts of being self-aware and why it's absolutely crucial for you to adapt and understand these concepts. The first is self-reflection. When something good or bad happens, being self-aware means you take a step back, you analyze what happened, and you think about the situation. And by going over what happened, we can see what we did right, what we did wrong, what we would have done differently, what would have happened if we did this. Instead, what a lot of us do is we immediately react and we pay no attention to how we could have handled the situation differently. And from there, we do more of what's right and less of what's wrong. The second part of being self-aware is to recognize your strengths and your weaknesses. What are you good at? What are you not good at? Do you even know? When you dive into your own strengths and weaknesses, it allows you to focus on your strengths and get help at the things you need to work on. Take me for example. I know that I'm good at understanding ideas and information, but when it comes to remembering the smallest tasks or where I put my wallet, I am 100% a lost cause. I literally have to tell my wife, hey, text me what you want from the store because you know I'm going to get there and I'm going to forget. But here's the important part. If I wouldn't have told Emily to text me that, I would have went to the store, I would have forgot whatever she wanted me to get, and then I get home and I feel disappointed in myself because I didn't remember. But we can change that. If you just take initiative to say, hey, I, I know I'm not good at remembering those things, so do me a favor and text me, and then I'll get that. Be the person to know what you're good at and what you need help on. The third part of being self-aware is to manage your emotions. And I cannot hit on this point enough. This is so unbelievably important, not just to be successful, but to be a functioning member of society. You need to know how to manage your emotions. Your emotions are your body's way of communicating what the hell's going on inside. If you've ever been lied to by someone, you probably felt unimportant or pissed off or just sad, right? Take note of those emotions. It's all a learning experience. This whole thing is a learning experience because guess what? You're going to feel those emotions again, probably thousands of times. So be smart about it and start finding ways that you can calm your emotions that are specific to you. You're going to feel pissed off again. I promise. So wouldn't it be helpful to know how to address that and how you personally deal with those emotions? So then you can calm down quicker and quicker each time and eventually it won't affect you. But if you don't, You'll keep feeling the same emotions through your entire life and you'll let it break you every single time. If you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off and you just immediately get pissed off, cussing, screaming, flipping everybody off, you're not being self-aware. You're not managing your emotions and you look ridiculous. Someone who's self-aware is able to recognize that, well, yeah, the guy cut you off, but you cussing, screaming, and flipping off everybody is absolutely pointless. The person who cut you off does not care that it upsets you, obviously. So from that moment, up until you stop being pissed off, you are letting that continue to affect your mood and your day. So I hope that you're coming to understand that this is all about you, your journey, 
your specific beliefs and your abilities, what you like, what you dislike, where you want to go, where you want to be, who you want to be with. All of these things are specific to you. When you define what success means to you, you can finally make the decisions that support that version of success. And when you make those decisions, you're only able to make the right decisions based on your version of success if you are self-aware in those moments to be able to stop, think, and make a decision that ultimately supports where you want to be. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I was super excited to do this episode. I hope it hits home for a lot of you. I think a lot of us are going through this. A lot of us are becoming self-aware in our adulthood, and it's so important that we understand what's happening, why it's happening, and how we can use it to our benefit. So I'll leave you the same way I do every time. Be nice to people. (laughs) 